0: beautiful beautiful people welcome to the godly elements podcast my name is miss chloe liz and i am a christian woman in the spirit that strives to help individuals incorporate healthy balanced lifestyle through the seven dimensions of wellness what are the seven dimensions of wellness well in the order i believe they should be followed is spirit and god emotions and self-care aspects of body surroundings reflection and education social aspects and last but not least money and finance I believe that these are godly elements to know more about that check out the intro to the godly elements podcast where i go into deeper definition of each dimension and back them up with three scriptures each i have been doing these weekly messages for some time now last week was on knowledge and wisdom and this week is on repentance so I've basically been tying together all of the seven dimensions of wellness, all of the Godly elements, and doing these weekly messages because I believe that if you have the first and most important one down, everything else in your life will fall into a balance. It will be of abundance, you know, it will be of peace, it will be of all of God's fruit and you will know how to use the gifts that He's given you according to His will. know what he finds righteous and what he finds in his image so the first dimension is spirit and god and so many many people do not even have that one down so i'm here to help the lukewarm i'm here to grow your faith if you're already hot for god and to give you a different perspective on what a true believer sees as a person that's may be cold in according to god you know so repentance i do have three scriptures for you today every monday i go live on instagram share it to my facebook tuesday short blog wednesday's podcast thursday's detail blog and friday's youtube video each single day of the week i give a message with three different scriptures and so whatever your preference may be check me out check me out so before repentance If you go and Google, there's multiple definitions. I'm just going to go ahead and read a few. The Action of Repenting Sincere Regret or Remorse True repentance is not only sorrow for sins and humble penitence and contrition before God, but it involves the necessity of turning away from them, a discontinuance of all evil practices and deeds, a thorough reformation of life a vital change from evil to good, from vice to virtue, from darkness to light. As seen in the story of Joseph and his brothers, the biblical concept of of repentance is more than saying sorry. To repent means to rearrange your entire way of thinking, feeling, and being in order to forsake that which is wrong. Um so there are many definitions for repenting. It's also reviewing one's actions and feeling contrition to regret for past wrongs, which is accomplished by commitment to an actual actions that show improve a change for the better. So overall repentance is doing a 180 in your life. You know, it's not doing a 360, it's not doing a ninety. <laughs> It's doing one eight in your life. It's you were headed left, and you were in your own ways, and you were full of your own wisdom. And something happened. Either life just threw you down, and you went to God, or life threw you down, and He went to you. You know, but something happened, and you chose to repent and realize that the way that you were living wasn't necessarily good for even you you know and you wanted something better you were sick and tired of being sick and tired and you wanted a change you wanted something that's good something that's assuring and something that's healing for you you know and so you decided to do what needed in your life you decided to go all the way right and you decided to learn who God truly is either you were like me you were a bastard child that never knew your heavenly father Or you were that prodigal son that drifted away from him at some point in time in your life. And you went back. You went back because you saw how even the pigs were eating better than you. You know? And so you chose to... You chose to follow your father's will. You chose to be in his grace and... Do things that were in his image and in his likeness, and you chose to pick up your cross and truly follow him. You know, whether you're doing it before or not, you really made that choice to let go of everything that the world has drifted you to be and decided that it wasn't working for you. You know, for me, God came to me because I never really knew him. You know, I only knew what the pastors in my church said about the Bible and the scriptures they would go into and what they said. You know, they could have been preaching falsely to me and I would have believed them because I had a sense of relation with that church even though I was completely living in sin, doing the wrong things. I was in the club on Saturdays and in the church on Sundays. There were days I was hungover those days where I just rolled out of bed and <laughs> got inside the car to go to church, you know. So I'm not. I'm extremely um regretful for some of the things I did. However, I believe that everything taught me a greater lesson. I believe that everything is for a higher purpose, and everything was supposed to happen just the way it did. So I don't necessarily have any regrets, but if were to choose to live my life from day one the way that I am now I would absolutely do it but I never grew up knowing God Uh, we never went to church unless it was Easter and now I don't even celebrate Easter you know it's Resurrection Sunday I don't even want to celebrate Christmas or any holidays like that because they're non biblical you know It wasn't until God smacked me upside the head and spoke to me and told me to clean myself up. You know, I was an alcoholic, basically. I was drinking every single day because I was just in so much pain. I was in so much pain. My grandfather, who I'm very close to, we found out he was on his third type of cancer. My baby brother, whom I raised, um, I found out he was in foster care my mother she was out in the streets she was on drugs she you know just bad things my older brother whom i was very close with he was back in jail again um my siblings they were my two other siblings they were far away you know so i really felt alone and at that time i was i was a stripper You know, I was a stripper, I was drinking every single night, and um, I felt like I had to drink to do my job, you know. Even though the money was there, yes, I felt very dirty. I felt that I was just giving away my body because I knew that men would give me money, you know. And so I just felt really ugly, and I felt like the more I continued to do that, um, the more I was around particularly men that I was um, putting myself around, the more I felt like another statistic, you know. I grew up in the project, so I, my mother was a stripper. My mother has five children with four different fathers. I felt like I was becoming like her in a way, you know. She was always on and off drugs. She, we grew up with her never really being there. We grew up in and out the system we grew up raising ourselves and so i just felt the more that i was on this path the more that i was in route to hell basically i just felt very very dirty you know i felt extremely dirty and i was just in so much pain everything was happening all at once and it was overwhelming for me you know and i'm the type of person to wear my emotions on my sleeve however it It was to the point where I just wept. I wept and I wept and I wept. And even though I was going to church every Sunday, um, I thought, I don't know what I thought, you know, but clearly I was, if anything, lukewarm. And so it wasn't until I was drinking and I was trying to numb my pain and I was in my apartment kitchen and God started to speak to me. And he said that if I cleaned myself up, my grandfather would leave in peace. You know, so he told me I was strong. He told me that I could do it. He told me that he will be there throughout the whole way. And that I had to, you know, for even my own good. So it heard, the hair like crazy because I knew it was God. I had never heard his voice before, but I knew it was God. It just... I just knew, you know. And so it really broke me. It really broke me for my own good and since then I've been walking with the Lord and growing stronger in his spirit every single day. But because I continuously seek him. You know, many people that have a supernatural experience, they stick with it until their convenience is no longer um the main primary and they let go they go back into their ways there was many times where those old ways tried to keep up on me you know and i had to really deny my flesh i had to fast and pray and it felt like i was dying <laughs> it felt like i was literally dying but i grew god's spirit within me i grew god's spirit within me and i overcame obstacles that would have never been possible if it weren't for god being there throughout the whole way with me you know and so if you are a prodigal um you know that god is so good and somewhere along the lines you've drifted off into the world and started doing your own thing and something happened and you remember god's promises you remembered who he was and all the miracles that he performed, so you went back to him. you know you went back to him and repented and really acknowledged all the wickedness that you've done and really, truly decided to change your way, you know to change your way to follow God. Oh well, if you're that bastard child like me, then you never really knew what God could do for you. And um, I was reading a story last night in the book of Luth of Mary Magdalene. And so, of course, most of us know this story where she, he had went into this house so they could eat and meet and all like that. And um, this woman was a, was a harlot woman. And she went and she was, she was crying on Jesus' feet. She was crying on Jesus' feet and wiping his feet with her hair. And she got this anointed his feet you know and even the people there they were like well if he was really a prophet he'd know what this woman does you know and he said to Simon peter he's like um something along the lines like if you were to owe no if somebody were to owe you i have the numbers completely incorrect (laughs) i do not remember the numbers but it was something like, if someone were to owe you $10 versus a $100 and neither one could pay and you were to forgive them both, who would be more appreciative? You know, and he said, well, the one with the $100. And Jesus was like, well, yes, it's the same with sin. The more sin you have and the more you are forgiven, the more you will love. You know, the more you will appreciate, the more you will give. And... If you really don't have much sin, then you're not going to love as much and be with the same gratitude as one that had had many sins. You know, because it's, it's Jesus that saves us, it's Jesus that forgives us, it's through Jesus that we go through God. You know, so no matter how heavy your burdens may be, no matter how filthy you may feel, no matter... What you may think about yourself, God is in other words. We are wonderfully made. He made us perfectly. He did not copy and paste anybody, even though people of the world tend to do that to themselves. You know? Everybody wants to be this and that, and nobody wants to be who God wants them to be. Nobody wants them to be who God created them to be. And so even if you feel that your sins and your burdens are too great for the lord you have been lied to you know and even if you don't feel that your sins are any great if you feel that you're better than other people then that may be your pride and ego you know and it may need a heart check it may need a self-evaluation of how it is that you see yourself in comparison to other you know nobody is greater than another but god god is greater than all because he gives so freely you know and we are to repent even if we were to think of in the opposite sex in a lustful way we've already sinned in our hearts god is the only one that knows our inner hearts our inner thoughts and everything about us so he knows when we're truly not right within ourselves for him you know he doesn't want anybody that has a victim mentality he doesn't want anybody that has a poverty mindset he doesn't want anybody that's going to be filled with pride and full of lust and greed but he can heal you he can save you and help you to do the work in order for you to be right in his eyes you know there is no room for lukewarm in heaven And it's kind of sad, especially knowing who God is and what it takes to go into heaven. And be at his right hands, that whenever somebody dies, or I hear somebody dying, that everybody automatically assumes that they made it to heaven. And that is not the case. You know, it's not the case for everybody. You must live a righteous lifestyle. And you must continuously seek God to make it into heaven or you'll be where there's gnashing of teeth you know where there's not even a single drop of water the enemy is the God of this world even though the true God the biblical Jesus Christ of Nazareth his God the God of Abraham and Jacob he is the true God and he created everything he created the heavens and earth and everything even the winds bowed down to him but we do live in a fallen world. You know. And the enemy is in control of this world at this time. And so. His agenda is to. Separate and discord. You know. He wants us far away from God. It's okay for people to be open. Saying worshipers. And do this and do that. And to have a one world religion. And all these things. But the moment you start preaching Jesus Christ. There's a problem that's because the enemy does not want us to walk into the true purpose of what he's called us to be the enemy does not want us to know that we have authority and dominion over this world over this earth you know so with that being said my first, the first scripture for today is Isaiah 55 verse 7 which states as follows: well. let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. So, no matter how wicked, no matter how unrighteous, even your thoughts, or your actions, or anything, you know, everything is, every sin is judged the same. You could be a murderer, and be viewed upon the same as somebody that's full of greed or somebody that thinks all these ugly thoughts you know, God views every sin the same even though us humans don't God views every single sin the same and so, no matter how wicked or unclean we are God will help you God will help you God will have mercy upon you and He will abundantly pardon. He is a God of abundance. But just because we know that He forgives and that He does not judge does not mean that we should take advantage of it. It does not mean that we should live however we want because we know that Jesus is going to forgive. If we walk around with that knowledge, we will be judged more greatly because we know of God's consequences. You know, if you know that something's a sin and you continue to do it because God forgives, then you will be judged more greatly than somebody who truly doesn't know what sin is you know so we shouldn't play with the word of god we shouldn't belittle God's ignorance i'm sorry we shouldn't be ignorant by belittling god's intelligence you know that is that's a fool that is a fool god is above all others he is the wisest of the wise, King of all kings, God of all gods, holiest of all holies. And He wants to lead us into righteousness. Jesus came and preached repentance so that we may have life and have it abundantly, so that we could be fruitful and multiply. And through those three years that Jesus preached, His message was that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. You know, if you do not repent and turn from your ways, you will not reach into the gates of his kingdom. Repentance is a serious thing because it's turning away from the world and what society says is okay. It's turning away from even those around you. You know, I have family members, I have blood family members that don't believe I'm truly in God. I have family members that claim God and portray his name whenever we're around certain people but when they're alone they're miserable lonely and with the victim mentality they're a hypocrite you know we will know a tree by their fruit, and so even if you may be that hypocrite and you, you know the bible and you're telling people about what the bible says but your life shows differently Even the devil knows the Bible inside and out. He knows the Bible more well than we do. You know? And he he wants to twist it. He wants us to question it. He wants us to follow into anything other than the Holy Bible. You know? He'll settle for that. But that's where we should have a spirit of discernment. And seek God in prayer to know what is truly of Him. To understand his ways and come to the agreement that his ways are greater than ours. You know, our knowledge is nothing compared to God's. And we should seek his will because he will only give us what is good. He will never leave nor forsake us. So why are we still trying to go about life the way that we would want to when God really told us it will lead us into destruction? You know, we must trust God. And the more we trust God, the more we build our faith. And the more we build our faith, the more we can confide in God. Because we remember all the beautiful things He's done for us in our lives. And we glorify Him. We share the good news. And we want to build His body and lead others to repentance. Lead others to Jesus. Because He's is the way to God. The second scripture for today is Matthew chapter 11, verse 20. Then began he to uproot the cities where most of his mighty works were done, because they repented not. So even though God has shown you all these miracles and has worked in and through your life and done all these great things, but you still doubt him and you still want to follow your own ways and you still are not ready to give up certain things. He will turn from you. You know? He will turn from you and he, will, he won't necessarily look back until you really want him, you know? It's all because you repent not. You refuse to see that what you're doing is wrong. You refuse to see that you may still have that victim mentality. You may still have that worldly mentality be ugly in the heart and mind you still think thoughts that are not good you know they're wicked and you refuse to believe that they are because in front of many people you proclaim God and you know you claim you know God when you're not intimate with him to know God is to be intimate with him to know God is to understand that if you are his child you're a part of his body you're part of his body, you are his church. If you are his church, you are his wife. Like any humanly marriage, if you go a day without speaking to your husband or wife, there will be conflict. So we are a wife to God. No matter your gender, we are a wife to God. And as a good wife, we should be submissive to our husband. We should follow him because the husband leads. The husband is ahead and we are the next. So where he turns, we will turn also. Unless there's a discord, which is of the enemy. God is not the author of confusion. So if there's any confusion in your life, take it out with God. It may be of the enemy and you're not ready to see it yet. You're not ready to give it up yet. You're not ready to repent and truly follow after what God wants for you. Because it's better and you think you have a gem. You think you have a gem when it's only glass. You know, God wants to give you true diamonds. He does not want you to worship them. He doesn't want you to put anything else in the center of your table because he will flip them. You know, he's the only one to be praised and worshipped. He's the only one to be confided in. He's the only one to be sought after when you're in a time of weary. He understands that we were just dust. We are dirty rags compared to him. We all fall short of his glory. But the point is to pick up your cross every single day and follow him. Your cross are the things that make you human. You know, we, we're not perfect. He knows that. But he will be there throughout every step of the way when things get rough. Since we are not perfect, we must realize when we're acting out of our flesh repent and go deeper within his spirit you know if you've repented if you, if you really tr- truly turned away from your wickedness and you repented and you were baptized with the Holy Ghost and you are living in his spirit you are no longer living in the flesh you are no longer living for the world but for the kingdom of heaven You are living to share God and Jesus and in hopes that they will someday dwell with His Spirit as well. You are letting His Spirit guide you into these lost and dead souls. There are many dead living amongst the living. And, oh, but they have money. (laughs) And even those people that have money, they're unhappy. They go from person to person and from toy to toy and from all these things because they're still missing something and that something is God God created us and we were meant to have fellowship and we were meant to live a good life but how are we going to know a good life when we've been led so wrong you know God will leave the 99 sheep to go after that one and bring him back home. So if you are that one lost sheep, he's calling you home. He wants to tell you that he loves you and then it's not too late. But you must be sincere. You must be sincere because if you are not, he's going to turn his face from you. You know, there are many people that don't hear God. There are many people that don't even know if His Spirit. There are many people that say they know God and will say they've read the Bible cover to colour but do not truly know God. And their lifestyle reflects just that. You know. So the third scripture for today is in Revelation chapter two, verse twenty two behold i will cast her into a bed and them that commit adultery with her into great tribulation except they repent of their deeds so this is the verse to focus on however i'm gonna go a few up up until 20. notwithstanding i have a few things against thee because thou sufferest that woman jezebel which calleth herself a prophetess to teach and to seduce my servants to commit fornication and to eat things sacrificed unto idols And I gave her space to repent for her fornication, and she repented not. Behold, I will cast her into a bed, and them that commit adultery with her into great tribulation, except they repent of their deeds. To go further on. And I will kill her children with death, and all the churches shall know that I am he which searcheth the reins and hearts. And I will give unto every one of you according to your works. That is verse 23. So I read you twenty to twenty-three, but the one to focus on is twenty-two. Behold, I will cast her into a bed, and then that commit adultery with her into great tribulation, except they repent of their deeds. So most people know the Jezebel spirit. She was this wife of a king that was very greedy and very ugly. You know, she she did many horrible things. I don't know the details of her, but. Um, her spirit doesn't necessarily live you know we allow her spirit to live but it really doesn't you know Jezebel died Um, she was stomped on by a stampede of horses and then she was I believe she was eaten by wolves after that like the remains I'm not too sure about that one but um she died she died you know and many people will still say her spirit lives because of the way that some people act that. Jezebel was a seductive woman. Jezebel was a woman that led many astray. You know, and she... The scripture says that... She called herself a prophetess to teach and to seduce his servants to commit fornication and to eat things sacrificed unto idols. He gave her space to repent for her fornication and she did not. So... The Jezebel spirit is, I want to say, mostly on women. However, it can be on men as well. Where they seduct you into their ways to get inside the bed or whatever and lead you astray. You know, especially to believers. There are many Jezbo spirits that are aimed towards believers because God wants to, I'm sorry, the devil wants to break the covenant you've made with God. You know, and one of that is fornication. If you've made a covenant towards God, then you should be celibate. And if you're celibate, you're waiting for God's appointed time to bring you your kingdom spouse. You know, to glorify God. And the enemy does not want that. You know, because to become one and that one is extremely great. And the enemy wants everything to be of conflict. The enemy wants everything to just not be in union you know so when there's two godly people coming together and being made one (laughs) the enemy does not like that so what does he do he tries to he sends you a jezebel spirit before your marriage season and he wants to get you to fornicate he wants to get you to commit adultery against god and so if you are stuck up on that side And you do not repent once you realize what's happened. Of course, we should be so in tune with God that we know somebody's intentions as soon as they even step foot in front of our face. You know, and if you don't, it's okay, but keep seeking God, keep asking for revelation. And if you go about it in your own fleshly desires and you do fornicate and you choose not to sin, well, them that commit adultery with her into great tribulation you will go except they repent of their deeds so that spirit, jezebel where so many people are seductive and leading people astray and are causing people to fornicate and do this and do that and all those that do that will be in great tribulation you know everybody everybody that is involved in that act of wickedness unless you repent you know you could continue to do it you could sleep with a different person every weekend, every day every whatever but if you do not repent you will be in great tribulation you know you will be cast into the same bed that Jesper was cast and she was basically thrown out a very high window and trampled on from a stampede of horses. That is a fact, you know. It's biblical, I'm not sure exactly where, but look it up. Look it up. There are many people that speak of the Jezebel spirit, but there are also many people that speak of the Bible. So, the only one and true way to get the facts is to go into the Bible. If you do not understand the Bible, then ask God and His Spirit to explain it you know we should be meditating on his word day and night we shouldn't just read it just to read it yes it's a book but it's a holy book it has prophecies it has love letters it has revelation to god's character and what he wants of us you know proverbs 31 woman ecclesiastic five man pretty sure it's Ecclesiastics. I get confused with the E's. But um, either it's Ecclesiastics but I'm pretty sure or Ephesians. But I'm pretty sure it's Ecclesiastics. And so many people complain that there's not an instruction manual for this thing called life when in fact there is. You know, the enemy just wants to keep you far away from it. He want to pile on the workload to keep you distracted. He wants to put the opposite sex in front of you to keep you distracted you want to fill the music industry with sex and violence you want to fill all these tv shows with things that are clearly not of god you know it's not hard once you've been unveiled to actually see what the enemy has done to this world already you know there biblical prophecy is being fulfilled right now. And this is not the time to be a lukewarm Christian. This is not the time to proclaim God, even though you're clearly not believing in him or living in his ways. You know, so I pray that this message fell on good ground so that you may see the sun and His light. Well, you are loved. You are wonderfully made. You, are, you were created in His image. It was us that went astray and wanted to be like somebody else. When God does not make a copy and paste. He does not have duplicates. He is a manufacturer. He is a creator. He is the hands that did all the works. You know, and it is through Him and His mercy that we are saved. So... You feel that there's just something lacking in your life, repent. Even if you don't know what you're repenting for, just go to God with a sincere, humble heart, a childlike manner and the spirit will reveal to you exactly why it is that you feel the way you do and you will be forgiven and you will be in his comforter, you know? And he will protect you, he will guide you but we must meet him there as well even if he goes to us we must meet him there to continuously see him you know we can expect him to come to us all the time we have to go to him too we have to do the work and we have to live the life that is pleasing to him so that we will hear him see him and know him when things around us are just beautiful you know so i love you you beautiful people my name is miss chloe liz please choose to be kind choose to be well and i'll see you next time